It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're good. Welcome in, everyone, to this special edition of the Flow Track Podcast. Gordon and I are in the studio for the first time since the Flow Track Create Podcast was like created or relaunched or whatever we want to call it. We are in an actual studio. Yeah, look at this. There's lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's cameras. Yep. There's some action. We were we were in a studio the first original podcast. Yeah, but it was a little. It was just like a sound room. Right. Oh, you're talking about in the Whisper Yeah, the episode one of Flowcheck Podcast, which we did like two weeks before the pandemic started. Recorded on our iPhones. Yes. If I'm no, it, was like, it was like a handy cam. Gotcha. gotcha. It wasn't, wasn't live. live. We, it. we didn't have the audio. Yeah. And then we put it up and uh, we did not think it would be 500 plus episodes later that we finally make it to the studio. And here we are. We're here. Yeah. What do you think of the studio? I like it. Uh, we got our email address right there. If yeah. you want to see email. if you're watching. If you're not watching, this experience is probably going to be identical to how it was before and you're like why are these guys talking about it uh same sponsors before let's let's talk about the sponsor yeah before we talk about sponsor i gotta figure out how to do this earpiece what's your strategy because right now it's kind of do you have it clipped on the back no you have it clipped uh yeah i have a clip here on the back okay i need to worry how to do the clipping um all right you start the you start the ad yeah and i'm gonna do the clipping gooder we're sponsored by uh we're sponsored by gooder again Purveyors of sunglasses made for anyone who enjoys putting your body through hell and back. All different types of sunglasses, Gordon. Sprints, 5K, marathons, ultras, whatever you're running, they got a pair of sunglasses that's going to fit. All for $25 or $35. The website is gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com. $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They're fun. They're fashionable. They're functional, as Gordon is going to demonstrate right now. No slip, no bounce, all polarized and all fun. Check out this bag. You know what the problem with sunglasses? Mm. Sometimes they're expensive. They can be ugly. They can be over-engineered, but not these gooder ones. Check them out. Boom. Gooder solution. Affordable. Stylish. All performance. Free U.S. standard shipping if yeah. you purchase over $50 worth of sunglasses. 30-day free returns. One-year warranty. 100% carbon neutral. 1% for the planet. 
Just go find your pair, gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R-N-O-E.com. That's right. What do you think of the sunglasses? Should I do the whole podcast? I mean, we're marketing them as, as for running, but I think for podcasting, they're good too. They're good podcasting sunglasses. I don't want you to – I want to be able to see your eyes during Why? the show though. But they are – They. I will admit they do look sharp on you. I kind of like And they that. look like they're going to stay on. They're not one of those that are going to fall right off. No, like I can shake my head. head. Yeah. If I had like a really bad take and you shake your head violently, like it was the worst take you had ever heard, no. would those glasses fall off? No slip, bro. Yeah. Pretend I just said something that you vehemently – Like I pretend I, 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 I said – Should I try to get them to fall off my head? Cesarek – should not have won the Bowerman. They were right. They stayed on. This is good. I think I just tweaked my back doing that. I have a bad back today. So I probably shouldn't have done I'm trying to think of something else that would bother you. Yeah, there's a lot of things that bother me. There should not be four majors in track and field. There should only be one. We're taking glasses off because you're trying to bother me with the bad takes. I'm trying to see if you can shake your head. I couldn't. I tried it. I hurt my... That's how good the glasses are. I hurt my shoulder with that little take. It's not good. All right. Gooder.com. Welcome to the studio. Yeah. It's a pretty good studio. And Gooder.com. Check out the glasses. Um, all right. So we're talking London Marathon. We're doing the men's preview today. We're also going to talk about cross country because Gordon's on the show still. New studio. <laughs> Same co-host. Just kidding. We want to talk about cross country. But first, London Marathon. Uh, news broke, what, right before we started? I didn't even see it. Yeah. Mo Farah's out. Now, I know a lot of people... We're not picking Mo Farah to win because they've been paying attention to his results over the last couple of years. Hasn't been what we're used to with Mo Farah ending, you know, entering the ending portion of his career. But he officially pulled out with an injury, so we will not get to see Farah in London. Even though he was going to be an underdog, he was going to receive a bunch of attention because of where the race is held. And because he's a 10-time global gold medalist who's won a major marathon before. And everybody wants to believe, wants to think, hey... This is going to be the time that he can perhaps recapture that. Or maybe he can have one last big run in, in London. But was not to be. He's hurt. He's out. And will not start. All right. Do you think, like, he's ever going to give us one last, you know, he always says one more mile. Like, one, like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. If, this might be the end. I, I mean, they did say that he was planning on coming back in 2023 London. But I feel like you easily can say that now, and of course. then you know, come March of 2023, you're like, "Hey, I never mind. I changed my mind." I think it. It just. I'm not confident. My confidence meter on Mo Farah ever running just a legitimate elite tier race at the marathon is gone. Yeah, like, I don't. I just don't think it's happening. Well, even if he started and ran, you throw up the start list here, Colt. Like, look at all the people who have run. So there's what a group of like eight or so guys who had run under. 205. Now, not all of them are going to pan out, but Farrell was not going to be expected to win this race. I mean, there would have been some people who were casual marathon fans who turned in and said, hey, I recognize him. He should be the best one out there. But look at what happened last year. Remember, he tried to run, qualify for, um, or build the Olympic year, excuse me, tried to qualify, um, couldn't make it, right? Had those rough 10,000 meter races. Ran a road race, got you know, got beat by a club runner, which everybody made a big deal of at the time, right? That, like, yeah. it's it's very clear the direction his career is going. However, you want to think like Meb, maybe, right? Because we pay attention to Meb's career yeah. of just the the idea of hey, they can bring it together for one last special day. The difference is Meb just had a much longer marathon career, very consistent performer. Farah, the marathon was the postscript to his career, and man, you just it changed so quickly for him. When you go from 2019, ran really well, you thought 
he even teased about running in the Doha 10K at the World Championships. And then pretty much after that point, he hasn't had like a big time moment after that. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up. Mo Farah is 39. Yeah. And he's going to turn 40 before the 2023 London Marathon. So, I mean, maybe he's just doing it because he knows he's a name brand and that he can continue his career on his celebrity stardom that like he'll still get an appearance fee. People still want to see what he does, even though he's never going to be the way he was during his like 10 year run. He can still monetize his value as a 40 year old, you know. Oh, I don't. I think that's what he's doing, probably. For sure. The same way Bekele, who's still in this race, yeah. as of this recording. Yeah. You don't blame him for doing that, too. But we need to not think of them as athletes who are competing in their prime or even close to their prime at this point. They're a different phase of their career. Not everybody's Kipchoge. Not everybody's going to be late 30s and still contending for a major marathon. Mo's only two years older than Kipchoge. Yeah. That's wild. And right. Kipchoge just broke the world record. How do you think that makes Mo feel? I think it makes Bekele had a marathon time only two seconds slower than Kipchoge until Sunday morning. And then yeah. Kipchoge is like, mm, we're going to move that back. Move yeah. Now you're 32 seconds behind me, which is still good. You're still, you're still in a good range. But I think that was kind of a feather in the cap for Bekele. Like, I'd take it. I'm only two seconds behind Kipchoge yeah. or something. That's a win. But, yeah, these guys were never they're – not, they're not the favorites. They weren't going to be the favorites. They get talked about because they're big names and they deserve to be. They're two of the greatest – you know, five and 10,000 meter runners of all time. Bekele still is number two all time in the marathon. But that's not where they're at in their career. Like, if I, looking at this field, do you think Bekele gets top five? No. I think Capelli, Pekele, what did I call him? Pekele? You combined a couple of different guys right there. I think he DNFs. I think he's a DNS or DNF. There's going to be a D somewhere in his result time, whether it's a DNS or DNF. So I think I'm looking at this men's field overall. Run through a couple names. Bashir Abdi, bronze at the World Championships this past summer, and also bronze at the Olympics. You have Sisse Lema, who's the reigning champion in this event. Bagese um, obviously is running really fast. Um, let's see. Have we updated? Do we have a gentleman who got second? Oh, Amos Kipruchu. I like him, actually. Second to Kipchoge in Tokyo as a, as, as a potential contender as well, too. But I don't think there's one clear... Anytime you're not have race on Kipchoge, you're going to have a pretty wide-open race here yeah. in, this, in this era. But I think the win would come from that, that group. Uh, Lil Gerber-Selassie is in there as well. But I think it's pretty open. Do you have a lean? Do you have a pick? Uh... I'll say Lima. Defending champion? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't, no one has like a, has put together consistent times where I'm thinking like you're yeah. like, yeah. the you know, the best non-Kipchoge runner right now. It's yeah. kind of like Kipchoge and everyone. And everyone has a reason why they can win and everyone has a reason why they are going to, you know, falter. I don't think there's any, it's kind of, I mean. Uh-oh. The way you paused there made you think you were going to say something that... I was going to say something. Okay, go ahead. Something that you're if you regret. take Kipchoge out of the men's marathon... Yeah. The men's marathon is kind of like the men's 800. Ooh. You took that to another level. I agree, though. Right? Yeah. It's just like, all right, you don't know what you're going to get. It could be anybody's day. I mean, that's typical of marathons because yeah. 
That's a fact. It's more understandable in the marathon yes, than it would be in the 800. It's, yeah. it's more than how many laps is a marathon? Math. 20, uh, four, 26 times 4. It's like over 100 laps. 104. Yeah, 104 laps. 105. 105 laps, whereas 800 is only two. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is because of anything can happen, right, right. you can look at all these people and they all have a reason. We could do a, we could do a contest. We could say pick your top three finish yeah, yeah. and maybe no one gets it right. Well, and yeah. And there's been guys who come up and they win one or two in a row and they're like, mm-hmm. ah, that's the guy. That's and the person who's going to contend with Kipchoge. And then absolutely right. Yeah. Then, yeah. They're, then they're gone because that's how it normally works in the marathon. The marathon is not supposed to be something that someone can dominate for like yes. four or five years, let alone what Kipchoge is doing for 10. Um, who do you like? So I like, I'm going with defending champ. Yes, Lemma's good. I like Kiprutu. Just, I mean, I, he was second to Kipchoge and he's run something good this year, right? And then you go and you look through this list. And I thought it was a fun exercise to kind of like, when was our last good marathon? So Barrow, when he was still in it, like his last really good one, 2018. Michele's, 2019. Lemma's, it was last year, fall, when London Marathon was. Legese, you got to go back to 2020. But Kiprutu and Abdi, like it's this year. It's this year that they had their best marathon. But that doesn't always tell you everything like that. Everything that you need to know. But because, as you mentioned, it's so hard to forecast it. Like, that's enough for me to, like, say, all right, I'll go Kipper too. But, yeah, Lemma, I think it's getting, it's coming from that five, that group of five or six. Like, imagining the- a world without Bekele in the men's marathon is weird. Like, you kind of put me in a different headspace when you said that. Without Bekele? Or, or I mean, without Kachoga? Kachoga, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, me it's going to be like the men's 800. Like, I don't want to live in that world. It's going to be bad. I, I don't want to live. We're going to. There. The American fans are going to be cheering for 209 marathons. This is going to be not fun. It's going to be like a dystopian world. It's going to be like, oh my goodness, world record, most what 209 if, U.S. men in a race, and they're all running 209.54. What if, what if Bekele, um, what if Kipchoge, excuse me, yeah, you keep mixing yeah. but what if Kipchoge is like, yeah, I'm sticking on the track. He never moved to the marathon. Ooh. And he just, just like banged his head against the wall for years and years and years. Running like thirteen oh ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is the seventh consecutive global championship where Elliot Kipchoge is finished in the top ten in the five thousand. We're like, man, this guy's longevity is incredible. He could have been retired. I like, mean, that, if just he, a, I'm thinking about the impact it would have on marathon running. Like, yeah, people the interest in these marathons would just be so not good. Yeah, like ooh. Kipchoge single-handedly has raised the value of marathon watching tenfold. Like, it's kind of weird to think about a time yeah. pre-Kipchoge. I mean, when would you say his run officially, like, what was the year? 13, right? 13? Yeah. So we're, at, we're on, like, coming up on 10 years. Yeah. But what was it like watching marathons from 2000 to 2013? It was still good. You had the run of world records. You had the Cometos and the Macaws, yeah. and then Jeffrey Mutai had a couple yeah. years there. That was pretty awesome. But it wasn't, there wasn't like that aura. It was kind of just. Oh, 100%. Here's the question, though. Because when, so when he does, before he does Breaking 2, right, he had, he won his first one, and then he lost to Wilson Kipsang in 13. Then in 14, he wins Rotterdam. He wins Chicago. I remember I was in Chicago for that one. But Kayla was in the race. But Kayla was supposed to win that. And then it was kind of this interesting, oh, Kipchoge, the guy who won. That five thousand meter goal, like back in the day, like, that's cool. That's a, yeah. You got a mar- marathon win, but the story was really, man, Bekele cannot figure out the marathon. Then you go to next year, twenty fifteen, wins London, wins Berlin, both in two oh fours. 
where it shifted was 2016, right? London wins again, and then he gets, and then he wins in Rio, which jumps us into Breaking 2. But remember, before Breaking 2, it wasn't just him. There was a group of, a couple of the guys, right, who were going to run, and it was supposed to be this battle of who's going to break 2. And now, in retrospect, it seems ridiculous that there was ever a question of who would be the guy. But my question is, do they even have that if Kipchoge is not in the marathon and he's not running, you know, 204s and no. dominating these races? No. Even though they had two other guys in it, you don't think they'd, they'd even do the experiment without him, right? No, they don't. I just think Kipchoge is so good. He literally has turned a London Marathon men's preview podcast about him. Himself. That's he's pretty not good. That's pretty good. That's how good he is. He's, he's, he's messing with us in our previewing. But yeah, so you're going with who? So I'm going with uh, Lima. You're going with? I'm going with Kibrutu. Kibrutu. Yeah. And then, Chat. Some people are going with Bekele. Mm. Uh, Beef Boy says Bekele will run 207. I mean, that's he's not, not going to run 207. That's, not a a bad, that's not a bad pick, though. I mean, I don't think Bekele would finish with 207. He has been. He, Remember he did New York and Berlin back? Yeah, back. maybe it's a change, he, man. Yeah, that's true. He ran two hundred six in Berlin last year. Donald so. Pump says Bekele wins in two hundred two eleven. That is bold. That's, that's bold. That's more surprising than a two hundred seven. But yeah, New York last year he got sixth, two twelve, and then what was Berlin last year? I thought he ran. Didn't he? He ran two back to back last year. Why am I not seeing this? Am I not? You not remembering this? Am I the only person who remembers this? Remember, and we're like, man, he's not going to run either of them, and then ran both of them, and I was wrong. Let me look this up. By the way, a good part of being in the studio, you looking up the comments too, not just me. Yeah. This is pretty exciting. This is new. It's yeah. new, new me. People are excited because you're reading their name. Um, <laughs> lifelong dream fulfilled. Hold on. I, this is bothering me now. I don't know why this. Yeah, Berlin, he got third in 206, and then in November, he ran New York and got uh, sixth in 212. So neither of those were good. Neither of those were good. Those were both trending, obviously, in the. Opposite direction. But he's 40. He's actually 40. Bekele is already 40. You talked about Farrah getting to 40. He's already 40. So anything he does at this point is bonus. Um, by the way, I have no idea. What's, I don't know if people can hear that. Are they just doing like... No, they can't hear that. plumbing going on They're plumbing. Something? It's yeah. just incredible. No, the first day. they read... Oh, they can hear some of it? Old saying they can hear it. So. Uh, it's bleeding through just a, just a tad. Yeah, sorry. There, I... Yeah, we There's, don't decide. Someone is someone is retrofitting some. This is our old office. People don't know this is our old office. Mm-hmm. We got the key. We we don't tell anybody. This is our old office. We have a new office that's downtown. Yeah, which you never go to. Nope. Why don't you go to the new? Because I'm all like locked in on podcast. I can't get too far away from my microphone and my equipment. So I go to that office occasionally. I have a, I have a little nook. I have a little nook. Yeah. It's you should come sit next to me in the office. Why don't you come to the office? This is good. This is a good. This is a proper amount of time sitting next to you, and I'm glad we're doing this in the studio. All in the game says this is the first time in the studio, and is it here to stay? Well, yeah, yes and no. So yes, but n- you're not going to do it here on Friday, are you? Oh, because you're going to be gone. I'm going to be gone, and I'm gone on Monday. It's going to be, it's going to be where we want to be, but then if there's extenuating circumstances, we'll s- switch back. To yes. It. It's here. Remote. But this yeah. is our new place. It's just, if we're traveling. Unless Colt doesn't like it. We do whatever Colt wants. tells Colt's us. Colt's not here. Colt is remote producing us. Yeah, but he's here. He's always here. Yeah. In spirit. I'm there with you guys. Yeah. We sh- I wish we could give a way to show like people what the studio looks like without moving the cameras. I don't even need to see it. It's just cameras and lights and stuff. I think they want to see what's going on with these pipes. <laughs> it's just incredible what's going on. 
All right, back to London. Yeah, back to London. All right. Um, well, you we did women's preview on Friday. Yes. I'll do women's preview on Friday. I thought you just gone on Monday. No, I'm going Friday and Monday. Wow. Okay. I'll be straight to camera. Friday, women's preview. Everybody show up, 1230 Central. I'm going to need friends. Yes. I'm going to need friends, guys. I'll tune in. I'll Wait. be on a plane, though. Okay. So I'll just... That's I'll, a start. I'll chat from the Wi-Fi on the, on the airline. Okay. It'll be good. All right. So Mo Farah's out. Kaylee's still in. You're picking Sese Lemma. I'm picking Cabruchu, but watch out for that other group there. Kese, uh, Gibber Selassie, et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to talk about cross-country now, since we're in person? Is that Do what, I? Is that what is next? Well, okay, so... Is, what's, what's, drink some water while you do that. <laughs> all right, so this past weekend, obviously, we were all thinking about Berlin Marathon, which was fun, 2 a.m. podcast. First of all, thanks for people who watched that podcast. It gave us... A purpose to, to wake up that early yeah, uh, so i appreciate everyone who joined in um but anyway there was also cross country races going down for people who follow cross country and uh, the cowboy jamboree happened and we saw a few upsets i mean major upsets mainly on the men's side byu men won nau got second right wait oh, no 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 i don't know byu won stanford got second nau got third and Oklahoma State got fourth. So it was a very, I mean, I had NAU one, Stanford two, Oklahoma State three, BYU four, and then it was BYU, Stanford, NAU, Oklahoma State. So it was wild finish. Um, Alex Mayer of Oklahoma State won the race. Pretty impressive. Oklahoma State went one, three. Stanford went two, four. BYU went seven, 10, 11. NAU went five, nine. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff, right? But here's the thing. I looked at these results, and I did I did the numbers. I saw these athletes and who they didn't run. I mean, the, the teams, teams the yeah. teams and who they didn't run. I text some coaches, ask about health of certain athletes, and so I updated the rankings. And BYU is going to stay at four in my rankings. Disgrace. Even though they won the Cowboy Jamboree, disgrace by twenty six points. BYU is staying number four in my rankings. Mm. Stanford is going to be three. NAU is two, and Oklahoma State, who finished fourth in this race, is my new number one. Kevin, what are your thoughts I, on uh, my new top four? Well, wow. Oklahoma State being one after finishing fourth in this race, and BYU staying fourth after winning this race. I, I like people who win, Gordon. So I'd have those ones in a different Would order. you rather win or be right? In terms of picking or in terms of competing? In, in life. Winning. I'd rather be right. Oh, well, that's seriously me. That's why I'm on this side of the desk and you're on that side of the desk. Yes. Um, and they're really close. I think that's what I learned from all this. And NAU, I was worried about their depth. Still worried about their depth. But that's an issue for all these top four teams. I see it as a four-team race. And I think there's not much of a difference right now between any one of these four. I get why you went with Oklahoma State. Even though they didn't get fourth, they held people out, which if you put them anywhere near where we think they're capable of, they would they would give them an edge. But it's not a big enough edge to where I would feel confident about Oklahoma State. I think just to me underscores NAU is going to need every person they have, every potential All-American type athlete that they have to get in there. Stanford, we know the top three is good. Can they get the four or five? BYU, they got a low stick and clinger and, and potentially Allen. But like, what's gonna, they've always had pretty solid depth. You know, this is not going to be a winning score of 60, 
75 points. 75 points. This one's going to be north of 100, I think. I don't know. I still think it's going to be under 100. I, I, well, like, your projections don't say that. No, my projections don't say that, but projections change over time. Here's the thing. BYU, would you rather be projecting right, or would you rather be projecting to win? BYU didn't uh, hold out anyone from their projected top five. Stanford held out. Uh, yeah, but people improved. Kai Robinson, who's probably one of their top two or top three guys. NAU held out three of their top five. And Oklahoma State held out three of their top five. Right. But, I mean, at a certain point, you got to run, and that's great. And you don't get any bonus points for not running. Well, they'll run at Nutty Cone. And, yeah, I still think it's going to be close. I think these four teams are close. You don't think them they're close? They're close, yeah. I just think that... Okay, so right now I'm ranking Oklahoma State it's one. It's one. Here, let me, let, me, let me back up. Should I tell you who I'm going to pick to win? No, no. Let me, let me Should I tell you the official Gordon Mack prediction? Let me explain something to you. Explain it. There's two different types of people that are held out. One, let's just use any use an example. There's holding out Matt Baxter from Nuttycomb. The year after he was like, you know, third or second or whatever in NCAAs and all America. You know what you're going to get from Matt Baxter. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Similarly, like you say, Rodriguez. You can kind of have a good idea of what he's going to do. Yeah. It's... A whole other thing when you're holding out somebody who's completely unproven at this level. Whether so you're implying Colin Solomon. Or anybody else who is, is thought of highly, mostly because you decided they were ranked highly. And we haven't seen any results from them at the collegiate level. So we got to be careful that our projections don't become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which I think we have the tendency to do sometimes. So there's two different... Like if you held... If NAU held out Nico Young, totally different situation because we know what we're going to get from Nico Young, assuming good health, than holding out someone who's not proven yet at this level. Well, NAU held out their number three, number four, number five runner. Yeah, I'm, I, that's all I'm saying. Everybody held well, – all you're doing is just men- mentioning a million people who got held out, which I get, but I'm saying there's two different – They didn't hold out their number six, seven, eight runner. They held out the three, four, five. Very different. It so doesn't matter. Where number it doesn't matter what. No. So when you Ryan Raff finished nineteenth in this race, what, how do you, you know can s- add three more NAU guys who would finish in the top twenty? How do you know race? Solomon is there? Three, four, or five? Sources. Okay. Well, I wonder who that is. But I'm saying that's all projection at this point. That's all projection. Whereas I think it's a little different than someone who was last year the team's number one guy. And they've done it year after year at the college level. You have a much better idea of like, okay, they're going to be like Kyle Robinson. It makes sense. You know, kind of know where he is relative to Hicks and Sprout. Why don't we know where Colin Solomon is? Because he hasn't run a 10K uh, in, in a cross-country, on a cross-country course. Did we know that Nico Young hadn't run a 10K? And I would have argued it? the same thing about Nico Young early season. But, then you but been now wrong. he's proven. Yeah, but, now he's, but I can point to other people, other times when guys who you thought were going to deliver or women who you thought were going to deliver didn't. And we did it just based on projection. Again, odds are if you're – that fast, you're going to continue to be yeah. that fast. But I'm saying that's just different than someone who's a, okay, we can just move their points and slot them in right here, and it's a math equation. But I think you just look at history. You should look at history and seeing there there are typically one to two freshmen who do well every year, true freshmen. You see like someone like Grant Fisher well, ran well. Didn't you run see someone like Ben Sorrell ran well. You see someone like wow. Pat Tiernan ran well. You see someone that Drew Bosley ran well. He was top 25 his true freshman year. We always – Nico Young. There's always good true freshmen. That now, there are good true freshmen who don't run well, like a Cole Hawker. His first cross-country 10K, not that good. Yeah, there's a lot of people. That's But, but I am going to go more with it's more likely to happen 
under Mike Smith, then it's least likely to happen under Mike Smith. Like, I feel like he has a good record of running true freshmen and succeeding. Like, Lou Scorhall was a true freshman, and he ran well. All I'm saying is not just an NAU thing. I'm talking about this for every team. It doesn't matter if you're talking about men's or women's. It's just, like, there's there's two types of people who – like, if Natalie Cook obviously crushed it on the women's side of things, but if she didn't run and then we're like, okay, where is she going to be at nationals? I'd be just a little more cautious about projecting where she's going to be. Now, we've seen it. We know how good yeah. she is. Different story. But it's just – it's a whole different challenge at this level. All right. So I ranked it Oklahoma State, NAU, Stanford, BYU. What would you rank it? You're not going to put BYU 1. Stanford? Okay. So you're going to put – what? Why don't you put BYU one? Because they beat Stanford. They're all they're all close. No, but no, you can't. You get mad at me when I yeah. don't go off of the results. But you know you don't think BYU is the favorite. No, I'll go BYU one. Do you believe that though? Yeah. Do you truly believe BYU is going to win? I think sometimes we should rank people based on what they've done, not what we think they're going to be. We've ta- had this argument before. One is a projection, the other is a ranking. And then if you win, it should mean something. But if you win against people's B squads, does that mean something? Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, they should run their A squads. No. They, they don't get to be called number one teams. Why? Because they didn't run. And sports is about showing up. They didn't run. BYU, number one in my rankings. I'm going to go actually let's see if I can. Okay. Are, these. Do you think BYU will win the national championship? Not only their favorite to win the national championship. So why are you ranking them number one? In the same way where Georgia's number one in college football right now. And do I think Alabama. Why are we talking about football? This is a cross country podcast. Because one, we've done this before. It's a, not a cross country podcast for the record, guys. Those of you not tuning it's in. It's a cross country segment of a track and field podcast. Yeah. Because there's what's. I've explained to you before. I might have to do it again. There's what's happening right now. And there's what we believe is going to happen in the future. I think when we get to November, I don't think BYU will be number one. But right now, I think they've done enough to earn it. And I think it should matter if you're running your, your top people or not. I think it should. So if BYU doesn't lose, they'll probably go in their regional because whatever. No one tries a regional. What if they, they don't run at Nutty Comb or they do pre-Nats? So you're gonna, there's going to be no reason to, to downgrade BYU if this is the only Yeah, this is the f- and this is the foibles of ranking cross-country teams because there's no real cross-country season. So we're all just – again, one is a projection, one is a ranking. I just, you're, you're doing it's weird. I just think it's fun. weird that you're ranking your number one ranked team you don't think is going to win. That doesn't make okay, any sense to me. Because one is a ranking and the other is a projection. Do you understand the difference between the two? I think they're the same. No, Colt, help me out here. I think your rankings is if the Have season ended the now, players who would win a race. I think we're in reruns, boys, but I'm not sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right. So the problem is the season I is... I think there's is, a difference. The, the season is two meets long, whereas in other sports, the season is 10, 15 times of seeing it. So What is the chat thing? Uh, Judson says, hey, Colt, you might have to separate these guys. Well, Colt's not physically here. Like I said, we're, he's remote. We're hearing Colt, but he's not here. So he'll have to virtually uh, separate Drive us. down. All right, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the women's side of things. Let's talk about goal. So, What's Kansas State ranked in, in college football now? You're a Kansas State guy. Oh, really? No, we're, we're, we're ranked after Oklahoma? 
You beat no, Oklahoma, no. right? No, I want to I make a point here. No, Let's we, see. We lost already. They're not, not like ranked. A terrible school. They're not ranked. Oh, they didn't? Okay. No, because they lost to Tulane. Okay. Yeah, Let's talk about the women's crossing. You're trying to change the subject. We're, we're, we're talking about women. No, I'm just looking at all these teams who everybody has to pick Georgia to win. And if they don't pick Georgia to win, they're stupid. I think everyone who chose Georgia number one in their ranking thinks they're going to win the college no, football championship. No, no. People are picking Alabama. That's exactly my point. Beef Boy agrees with me. Let's move on then. Okay. I just want to wait for uh, one agreement. That's Thank fine. You. Oklahoma State, they go 1-2. Natalie yeah. Cook wins. True freshman. Taylor Rowe gets second. Um, I guess it's specifically talking about Cook. Can yeah. Cook, do you think Cook could yeah. win? I mean, she's awfully good. And then you see you see what she does here, and it almost looks like what we saw in high school from her, like that level of dominance. Who do you have? Of, I mean, Tui, I think, is going to be formidable. Mercy Chalanga is going to be formidable. So I, I would lean one of those two right now. But I think Cook is top five. Yeah, point. so right now my individual rankings, I have Chalanga got one. I still have Taylor Rowe, too, even though she lost to her teammate Cook. Caitlin Tui three and then Cook four. I think those are fine. I would. I mean, I would have. I have Tui higher up. I think Tui's got a really good shot to win. New so you slash. have Tui second. I'd probably put her mm. first. Man, Chalang got so consistent. I'm a. Yeah, I'd probably keep. I'd probably put Tui one. Tui one. Tui one. Chalang got two, and then I put the but two. But what has Tui done on the cross country course that justifies her being ranked one versus Mercy Chalang Well. It's not just about cross country. It's about what you didn't try last year. When I use that argument for my rankings, you're like, Gordon, what? No, it's about what you've done in cross country. You don't like it when I take into account track rankings. Yeah, it's just you're bringing up all this old stuff. Yeah, Gordon. okay. So one thing I think is interesting, though, if we show the, uh, the top six women that I have rankings, they're from three schools. Yeah. So it goes Alabama, Oklahoma State, NC State, Oklahoma State, Hold NC State, Hold on, you State, got that Alabama. mad at me and you have two and three? Yeah, two, three. So, what justifies her being as high as three? You must have taken into account yeah, track good. rankings. But I think it's kind of cool that we have like yeah. a pairs. You have the Chilanga, um Mars pair. You have the Roe Cook pair and the Tui Camille pair. Who's your favorite pair? Like, who would you want to go to? Who would you want if you're coaching and you have to have a one-two <laughs> punch? Which one-two punch do you want? Do you want the Alabama's one-two punch, Oklahoma State's one-two punch, or NC State's one? I mean, I would. Well, I think it's a lot to uh, who has the best three, four, five punch, and there's one school that's above. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just talking about one, two. Um, We're not talking about three, four, five. I mean, I'd probably still go NC State. You'd rather than NC State? Yeah, probably. So I mean, NC State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's gonna have home field advantage too. So yeah, I I like Oklahoma State. There is a factor; it's a freshman cook, so there's an experience. Chilang got though; she is super experienced, and Amaris ran really well on this course. Tyson, yeah. In uh, twenty twenty, yeah, when they did it, when they did it in the in the spring, so they all have a reason to choose. You have Oklahoma State with home course advantage, Alabama. They both ran well on this course. Then NC State, you know, yeah, they're just we know what they're going to bring. So, I think if I had to power rank my top two, I think I would rather have. I think I would take NC State. I think it would take Alabama, mm. NC State, Oklahoma State when it comes to one-two punches. Interesting. I think I put Oklahoma State second behind NC State, but I just I like the home. I, I know Tyisma ran well there before, but track she wasn't a factor. This again, rate. why are we bringing up track, bro? Because it's, it's the most country it's podcast. It's the most recent it's result. The most country segment within a track and field. I'm podcast. not saying where they deserve to be ranked right this second. I'm saying <laughs> right. she was 17th in the 5K. 
Um, I'm looking at last. Oh yeah, she didn't. Yeah, where did she? Uh, what about indoors? Indoors, just at the DMR. Cross was third though. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe Alabama should be higher. Yeah. So uh, looking at the team for women, um, NC State's gonna stay number one. They're gonna be running this weekend at Notre Dame against New Mexico, who falls to three, and also against Alabama, who's in the seventh spot. So we're gonna have a really good team battle between NC yeah. State, New Mexico, and Alabama, and Notre Dame. But my rankings now: NC State one, Oklahoma State moving to two. New Mexico drop into three, and then Northern Arizona. They were preseason ranked 11. They move all the way up to four. Yeah. And I think that's a real four. I don't think that's a projection four. I think they are going to finish at worst sixth at national. What happened? How'd they do that? I don't know. They just, you know, a lot of their women who ran well, like, I haven't heard of. Like, they just, like, I don't know. There's something interesting about, like, the first real cross-country test that top teams have and you're like you see like these new names emerge because they've had a whole summer of good training yeah they weren't really factors the previous year because there were some graduating seniors and then all of a sudden you see these names like i never heard of you but like you're finishing top 10 in a really deep field or top yeah. 20 and then that's what nau was they all these people i did not think were potential all-american runners yeah and then they run well at cowboy jamboree and now you're like oh they all don't right. just have one good runner they have like four yeah and they don't need to hold it for very long because once we find out about them, that means the season's half over. Yeah. That's how cross-country works. Uh, questions in the chat. Rufus asks, is Kaylee McCabe not running this year? Uh, I don't think so. I think she's running. Why would she not? You don't think she's running or don't think she's not running? I don't... Do you have her ranked? I have her ranked. Okay. So Gordon thinks she's running. I think she's running. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think she's... Let me, let me bring up uh, West Virginia's schedule. I can't find it. I used to have it. Uh, Gordon has a lot of tabs open. I think West Virginia... Let me just bring up their schedule. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, oh yeah, so they haven't run yet. Uh, They run Live in Lou. Great segue. Live in Lou. Live in Lou. Mm -hmm. Live in Lou? Like live, like move to live. Yeah, like it's for the visitors authority. Or like move here. Live in Lou, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, live in Lou, cross country classic. This weekend. And guess where you can watch it? On Flow Track. Yes. Okay. Where you can watch Kayla McCabe. Kayla McCabe. If she runs. She, which we think she's gonna run. We think she's gonna run. Yeah. The the time you should really wonder about people not competing is if they don't run like this weekend or next weekend. If you haven't seen them by then, then it's, Well by Nutty Co. Which is next two weekend, weekends. right? Two weekends from now? Or two weekends from Saturday or one weekend? That was one weekend from oh. Saturday. It's October fifteenth. Okay. This weekend's October first. You don't see them on October fifteenth, yeah. then call Gordon. Okay. Uh if you got other comments in the chat. Leave them now. We'll get to those cross-country questions. Or London Marathon predictions, projections, thoughts on the studio. Someone says, you cats looking fly. Do you want to explain your clothes? Can we get into that? Or no, no, we don't need we're to not ex- ready no, to we don't, no, we're okay. not ready to explain the clothes. Is that a bonus pod thing? Maybe that's a bonus pod. Okay. Guys, this is a great story about the clothes. <laughs> not as good as the shoes. Eh, might be better. It's better. Yeah. It's all leading towards a positive version of Gordon. So yeah. that's all it's yeah, that's good. Gordon wears collared shirts now, guys. This is incredible. Yeah, you wear buttoned-up shirts too. Yeah, we're taking Gordon to the next level. Yes, <laughs> Gordon point oh. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying now. Uh, dunk update. I'm gonna do. I'm I'm playing pickup basketball tonight <laughs> okay. at six. You're gonna dunk in the game. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna attempt to do it. Like You're gonna really, hurt yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to do a really strong layup. This is not good. I play at six thirty. 
It's a. Uh, I got invited. I'm, I don't like this. What do you mean you don't like this? You, you're you're achieving for something higher. It's like if Kipchoge showed up to like a turkey trot and ran. It's all risk, no reward. No, you know, but like you know, I don't want you to get hurt. You're gonna have to bunch of lateral movements. Look, I did play pickup with this particular person like before I started the like. He's the one who filmed my first dunk gotcha, attempt gotcha. in January. Wait, are you? And I haven't seen him since. So it's, I haven't seen him. So I'm a really good friend, clearly, because yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him in nine. You guys months. are tight. <laughs> We're really tight. Are all your relationships like this? Yeah. Uh, so. I'm meeting up with him to play some pickup. Wait. He knows that I was trying to dunk. So wood floor? Or indoor or outdoor? Outdoor still. Oh, we got to get you on the, I know. I know. The, the wood floor. I got time. I mean, I'm actually running out of time. I have three months now. I know. Right? I freaked out on that because my goal was to bench press, and yesterday I got pinned going for something big. Yo, so what's your max right now? You're trying to bench 200, right? 200 on December 31st. Um, I did four reps at 160. Which was feeling good. Have you done a one rep at no, 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 anything? No, And then I tried to do four reps at 165. Did two, and on the third one, you don't, you don't and start. then dumped the weight, made a huge noise. Yeah. My wife ran out. Are you okay? Are you okay? So could only get two at 165. I don't think that translates to 200. It's 35 more pounds, bro. It's not that much. It's not. But I'm gonna keep going. If I got, if I get to 190 by New Year's Eve, I'll be like, man, that's cool. Like, I improved a lot. Because as you guys can tell, if you're watching, not a big bench guy my whole life. But well, you, Are you going to stop if you don't make it to 200? I want to quit. No, you can't me, quit. But I think I want to – I like it. It's fun go. to do. Get to 200. Then it's quit. fun to do new challenges, right? Get to 200, then quit, and then get weak again, and then do it again. And like. But then you realize you're just scratching the surface. It's basically like someone saying, I just want to break 10 in the mile, and then you quit. You're like, no, no, no. You can get even even yeah, faster. Yeah. But to me, in my head, it seems really good. All right, Tampa Eagle asks, are the Villanova women good? I can tell you. That's, I think that's why Tampa Eagle asked. I got to look up my – so I got some rough – look, you can see, like, the back end of my rankings. It's a lot of color it's coordination. A, it's a spreadsheet, guys. It's not that crazy. <laughs> it's a composition. Oh, my gosh. The Villanova women? Cinex is Zuckerberg over here. They're not good. What are we projecting? It's not even making the meet. How many in the top 255 do we have? I don't even know. Well, I could do that. It's control F. It's pretty easy. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Give Tampa Eagle something. Here. I'll give him something. I'll give him something. First time. First person in the chat all the time. Oh, there we go. That's the men, though. Here you go. Women. That's men still. Keep going. Colt's doing your job for you. Yeah. Oliver at 149. Is that it? Sadie Sigstead at 167. Maggie Smith at 179. So three in the top 255. So you don't have them getting out of the region. No. Good question, though. Got any more questions about specific teams? Leave them in the chat. I'm your guy. Gordon will answer them. Uh, someone else said New Mexico is the biggest underdog this year. I did uh, text that I dropped New Mexico from two to three, and Joe Franklin sent me an emoji of, like, shaking my head emoji. Mm. So he believes in his team. I hope so. That seems like it would be a prerequisite to coach. Okay, you know level. what I mean. He thinks his team is bad. <laughs> that would be a great – that would be a good coaching style. Though. You guys suck. Well, you, you have – like, They're motivated. You'd be the, to be, the heel to the, to the athletes. To be fair, you have emailed or texted coaches in the past about the rankings, and they've talked themselves down. But that's just external talk. Yeah. Internally, you know, they're getting built up. But externally, there's a lot of coaches who want to be ranked lower than they are, not higher. It's the complete opposite of football. I mean, if you look at the, I don't want to give away any. Maybe. Are you reporting if something? You look, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to say this. Yeah, why not? I can say this is public. Uh, if you were looking at the coaches' poll, yeah. there's like first place votes. 
there I'm not sure if you noticed this, but like during a lot of the regular season the past few years, yeah, uh, NAU wouldn't get every first place vote. Oh right, they would yeah. get all but one first place vote. Yeah, like Stanford would get a first place vote randomly, or yeah. a Colorado. Yeah, yeah. would be different. I think we all knew. Do you know who was giving away oh, the first yeah, place yeah, vote? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's NAU. NAU, so because they don't want it. They're like, yeah, we don't want to. We want to try to so rank people other higher. When is so NAU's lost two meets this year? I know. Yeah, when's the last time that happened? Because I remember they had that regular season win streak. I don't know. They. Four years. I think I could, I could see NAU. I mean, they're going to win Big Sky. I could see no. I could see NAU losing Big Sky. Montana State's good. That would be kind of cool. Mike Smith's like, I've done everything. Now, for my next act, I'm going to lose every, every single meet. Except for the last one. Yeah. He, they could lose Mountain. They could lose to Montana State at Big Sky. If they run a certain squad, Montana State's good. They got a good top three. Southern Utah's And that's something that no sport could ever claim. What? Lost every single... Every single game and then win the final one. I, mean, I guess a track team could do that. Lose every single dual meet, lose your conference meet, and then have enough points at nationals. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure there's probably been a couple examples of that. That's the mark of a real sport. I kind of want Mike to purposely sandbag these guys to lose every meet. That'd be awesome. Challenge. Lose. That's every... what you do when you're trying to win your fi- whether fifth. They're trying to win five out of yeah, six. Yeah. Why not make your fifth one a fun things. one? Yeah. Fifth is fun. Yeah. Anyway. Any other questions? Um, it's a great podcast. It's even better when you say it's a great podcast. Let's let's not do that though. Let's not go in that direction. I need to figure out this whole thing. I've been having this accord. Yeah. Uh, Judson says New Mexico, NC State, Oklahoma are going to Oklahoma State. I'm assuming are going to battle. Kyle, on the topic of uh, purposely talking down to your team, says I'm an assistant coach in cross country, and we have a girl that doesn't like to be cheered by me in a race. I have to be mean. Hard to do. Really. <laughs> Telling your team they suck wouldn't be easy. Yeah. No, I I think they're talking their own team up internally. But externally, there's this weird element of, what would you say, modesty in the cross-country world? Yeah. Or even the track it's, it's world really in general. Weird. Like, saying your team's great and you think they're the best in the nation. Like, if a college football or college basketball coach said that, like, all right, cool, boilerplate stuff, not a big deal. If someone said that in cross country oh, or in cocky, track, yeah, you're arrogant. Arrogant. Like, how how dare you? Which I don't get it. I think if you believe it, say it. If you're saying, some, it, I think it's like that in track too. There's a lot of like yeah. people don't like uh, confidence. Confidence yeah. in our sport. Yeah, they and, think it's arrogance, and, and they think it's like you need to humble yourself. What have you done? Yeah, I've been in the sport for 35 years. Yeah, you just are just a 20 year old person making TikToks. Wait, wait, we're talking about coaches. Is this about you now? <laughs> Did you start making TikTok? You're not no, 20. I'm just saying, but like, yeah, everyone, you're not allowed to be... The TikTok thing threw me off, I'm not going to lie. I was with you, I was following that I don't know fake what I was doing. conversation until then. I, I think it's, it's just where it gets kind of silly is when it's so obvious that they're the best team, right? Yeah. It'd be one thing if there's five great teams and the coach gives the interview and says, you know what, there's five great teams this year. I don't Like this year, if you interviewed any one of those four men's teams coaches and they said... It's a wide open thing between four teams. But even when there's like the huge favorite, they're never going to say it. They're never going to be like, yeah, we're the number one team. We're the, the team to beat. And in fact, I think this year, someone will be worried about saying there's four teams to beat because they'd be worried about pissing off the, the fifth, fifth team, team yeah. or the sixth team. And they'd be real careful about who they left off because 
coaches consume a lot of the media themselves. And like, wait a minute, they mentioned Oklahoma State, BYU, Stanford, and NAU. You didn't talk about us? Like, what's the? Yeah, Tulsa's pissed. What's the deal? Well, yeah, why are we? Why are you excluding Wake Forest? Tulsa? What the hell, Colorado? Mark Wetmore, it's definitely going to be in our mentions. Yeah, yeah. What do you? What, he's going to be emailing me on the side. Like, that is an interesting part of the sport. I think part of it too is just it's such a small community, right? And you don't need you're going to run the race anyway and find out who's the fastest. There is a little bit more politicking involved in basketball and football, just because yeah, seating and things like that are important, um, and the, the perception matters. And cross and track, I guess you're just figuring it's all going to come out in the wash at any, at some point anyway. Well, inevitably at the end of the season. So it's just it's it's just funny to me. Like if you had if we had a coach on the pod or you email the coach, you'd be like, not getting much at this point, yeah. right? It's all just kind of circular. No one wants to give like red meat to other coaches. Yeah, which is funny though because they're already training hard. It's not like, man, did you hear what Tulsa said? I'm using Tulsa. We're doing a lot an today. extra mile. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight. We're doing eight by one mile instead of seven by one mile. And everybody, we're gonna stop eating Doritos. I know we were doing that before, but we're now we're healthy pissed. now. Yeah, yeah. They, everybody is doing everything they can to win already. You just exuding confidence, which is why I liked. For those couple of years, and I don't know, is it dead now, BYU, NAU on the men's side, the rivalry? Like, is that over? I think it's over. That was fun for a while. It was fun. Because like, Rory Linklater would say stuff. Jordy yeah. Beamish would say stuff. Baxter would say T- stuff. Tyler Day would say stuff. Matt Baxter would say stuff. Um, One last question. Yeah, we got, this we got a lot more questions. Okay, well, uh, one last question from me. We have 11 more minutes. We can we can go as long as we want. It's right? Colts doing this virtually saying stretch. Stretch it, stretch, stretch it. it. No, um, I'm going to drink some water while you tell me this question. Keep running it, boys. Keep running it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Okay, so you have a race on September 24th. We're still talking cross-country? Yeah, we're still talking cross-country. Right, we'll take another drink. You have a race on September 24th with basically 80% of the national field. They're, like, all the best teams were there. There was very – especially individuals. Like, I mean, obviously, there's no Alabama. And then on the women's side, there's no NC State, New Mexico, and stuff. But, like, on the men's side, the top four teams are all there. That's who we know is going to be in it when it matters. Yeah, but this race happened September 24th. Is there, like, a little bit of strategy to, like, not run as hard? Like, is there, like, a negative to winning this race? Or, like, which, trying to win it? Which race? This cross-country race that just happened. No. Because, like, is there, like, a little bit of, like, now you just set the expectation of that if you lost... Two months later, well, this just why goes, were you going so hard in this race? You know, This is just gets back to what we were saying before with the modesty and the humility, right? And a lot of this is based on how you're perceived by others, which is weird, right? Because what's everybody telling – what's the big cliche, right? Now, trust the process. Like just focus on yourself. Yeah. Keep, keep blinders on. Just grind. That's all you got to do. But then I think part of them are influenced by what other people say, which is why we can't run our full top five, yeah. right? Or why we're going to tempo run this one. Or you hear it all the time. We don't want to show our cards too soon, yeah. right? Because Isai Rodriguez is out there. You know, like everybody knows he's, like, he's out there. Now, if, you're, if they're hurt, or, you know, banged up, whatever, that's one thing. But if it's you're just holding them out just to hold them out, I think that's – I think you, you go and you try to you – you sign up for a race, you should try to win the race. Right? Okay, in let's my, just look at, like, the men's top 10. Did Alex Mayer try to win the race? He won. Yes, he did. Because he won. I mean, maybe. I don't put a heart rate monitor. We'll find out. Do you think Charles Hicks tried to win? No. He got second. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think, yeah. Do you think Victor should say him up? Oklahoma State, who got third, tried to win. Sure. Did Cole Sprout try to win? Um, what was the margin? Uh, so, three seconds. I don't know. This is impossible. Do you think... All right, here's the button. Nico Young got fifth. Do you think Nico Young tried to win? No, and that's the problem, is we don't look... We look at that and, like, shrug our shoulders and move on. Yeah. When in reality, and I don't think he showed up. And, again, maybe it's the best for him. But it's also, like, I feel like Nico Young could handle racing that weekend and then racing again in a couple weeks and then racing, you know, yeah. for the national title. Like, I think these, these athletes can handle that much racing. I just, it's tough to base a sport around 80% of the performances, 80% of the meets is the best people not trying their hardest. Yeah. It's tough to build a sport around that. Yeah. Because that doesn't even really happen in track. You go to track, sprinters, like, they try to win every race. Hey, we're going to go to the Texas Tech shootout this week and we're going to run the 100, but just like, you know, let's just cruise it. Let's just go like 80%. Yeah. No, they're really going, maybe there's like one out of 100 who's just like, special athlete who's going to shut it down the last stride or two but like you see insane in performances and even in distance in track right like there is some just like cruise and get the qualifier but how many fast regular season 1500s have we seen right you've seen a lot of those you've seen yeah. people go for it in steeplechase races cross for whatever reason just turns into who can try the least that's like that's the, reward. the battle to the bottom yeah, yeah it's least. it's like watching a the bottom of the top it's like being in watching a semi of the hundred or of the two hundred or the first round of the hundred or the two hundred at the Olympics of the World Championships. It's who can use the least amount of effort, exert the least amount of energy to win. Yeah. And I think it's tough. What was your? But you're 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 asking. Do you think winning has a negative impact now because more pressure gets put on you? Yeah. Do you think Alex Mayer, who just basically beat everyone who's he's going to be competing against to win an individual title, now is like, crap. Like I just beat everyone now yeah. i can't lose any of these people like just only like who else i mean alex mayer has no reason to i guess adrian Wildshut. no he, he went pro yeah i mean the top returner was charles hicks and he just beat him so well let me answer your now question. it's like it's the expectation for alex mayer to win yeah well, and that's kind of crazy because his expectation shouldn't be to win. His expectation should be to be a top 15 runner and score really low points. Yeah, but let's put this in track terms, right? If yeah. if this was an 800 in the beginning of April and someone ran an equivalent performance, you'd say, this is the person to beat. They went against a lot of good names and they got the win. And that person we thought was a favorite, they got fifth. Now, doesn't mean things can't change in the last yeah. six weeks, but like you'd put way more stock into it. But like, what's easier? Like, or what should be the focus of the sport? Should it be athletes like that should learn how to handle the pressure moving forward and that should be part of it? Or should it be, no, 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 let's bring everybody down to the same level and have even fewer people trying. Like, I liked it, Mayer. I didn't, I didn't watch every second of the race. I don't know if he was, like, really hammering it. Like, he hammered the end. Yeah. But, like, like, no one covered his move. And that's, I think that's how it should be. Like, that's what people want to watch. So is it... Is what what's a better thing to teach or what's a better thing to focus on now moving forward? Hey, you're one of the guys to beat. Now let's figure out how we can handle that mentally and physically moving forward. Or is it better to be like, hey dude, that ah, was too much? Yeah. You need to learn to slow down in these regular season meets. And I get it. Like every, but everything being treated like a prelim when it's not a prelim is no, it's not as much fun to watch. And I get it in a prelim, right? We all do that, right? We all watch the first round and Someone kicks through the line. You're like, whoa, that was that was silly. That's going to come back and bite them. 
But that's not this. This is the end of September for a sport that ends in the middle of November. You know what place Alex Mayer finished at the outdoor 10K? Ninth. Second. Wow, I was way off. Just got out-leaned by Dylan Jacobs. So, beat Abdi Habanir. Yeah. So, again... I think the problem with Alex... We like it makes sense that he finished there. I think the thing that just sticks out like a sore thumb for him is he finished one hundred forty seventh in cross line. Yeah, yeah, but that happens. Yeah. Did, but is that's a reason to chill during the regular season? No, oh, yeah. you went hard at the. Did you did you remember he was second? I don't remember. He was I did second. not. Yeah. I forgot about that. I just looked it up, and I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Obviously, I don't never thought he was going to finish one hundred forty seventh again. I yeah, think he's a top fifteen guy. I think I have him top ten. I think I have him like sixth or fifth or seventh. Or yeah, like that. but. The, I mean, part of that that ten thousand was all eyes were on Nur, and it's yeah. just like when he drifted back, and then like, whoa, Dylan Jacobs is going to yeah. win. All right, one more check in with the chat. C Town fan, do you guys respond to the live chat, or is this really live? Is it live, Gordon? I don't know. Is Did it? we pre-plan someone to type that in to make them think we're live? Yeah, this is live. Yeah, it is live. Unless you're listening to it later or archived, and then it's, yeah, not, then it's live. not live. Yeah, it either is or it isn't. This is actually a scripted show, guys. Yes, this is a simulation. My name's not Gordon. Yes. Yeah. I'm an actor. This is a simulation. Playing Gordon. Uh, this is a rehearsal, actually. It's a rehearsal. Nathan Fielder's right over there. Yes. Uh, Kyle says, why don't they make meets count for something during the season? That's the Gordon method. Uh, and then Judson has Diamond League style, like points going towards Nationals. Yeah, I, I ultimately, I liked, I endorsed Gordon's plan. It was one of the few plans that Gordon's come up with that I've Thank actually you. endorsed. I thought it was good. It's never, Going there's like happen. no chance that it's ever going to happen, which is a bummer. But uh, I do think if you want people, on a very basic level, if you want people to care about your meets, you have to care about your meets. And by you, I'm talking about the people competing. Yeah. You have to care about them. Otherwise, it's like, turns in the Pro Bowl. You saw they got rid of the Pro Bowl? Do you see? Uh, There's no game. It's just a skills challenge. Yeah. Do you see my tweet? Yes. No. It, I didn't see your tweet. They should. Uh, Love Gordon's tweet. They're changing the Pro Bowl to Pro Bowl games. Yeah. And I said, "Hey NFL, you should just uh, oh have a track meet. Would that be good? Yeah. Just a track meet. There. Hey NFL, how about a track meet? Okay." Do you think that, did they respond? They did not respond. Oh, that's weird. Ro uh, Roger Goodell did not slide into my DMs. So. 196 likes, though, on that tweet. Good yeah, job. Thanks, man. But yeah, wouldn't that be cool if, if just the Pro Bowl was a track? Well, no, they should put, if it's skills, one of the skills should be sprinting. They should at least put a 40. Yeah, one of the skills yeah. could be jumping. One of the skills could be throwing. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? If you had to put together a track meet, what events would you want to see AFC versus NFC? track oh i would just i 40 60 100 four by one no i don't care about four by one i don't want to you want to see a four by one no. i don't see a relay handoffs i don't care no. it's, they're not practicing actually they'll probably get her to stick around without practicing i'd go all up to 400 400 i'd, I'd want to see because i'm about like seeing someone run like a mile and eh, not that interesting like kickers running a mile if i want to see someone run uh there what's his name is really fast gano i think graham gano is fast but most if about uh, like a 10k I want to see someone in 40 minutes. I just film myself. Okay, what about like the field events? Throws, maybe. Like a uh, javelin? I want to see quarterbacks throw a javelin. Yeah, maybe let's go jab and shot. Okay. But I don't, long jump is just. What about high jump? Let's just put all those guys. Seeing like. No, it's not basketball. But seeing like wide receivers do a high jump would be kind of cool. You see Devontae Smith, that one jump he had? Yeah, pretty high. 
They're not jumping I think near it's where... just the combine, guys. Yeah, just basically watch the combine. <laughs> no, the com- the combine doesn't have a four hundred. Gatlin once because Gatlin tried out for the NFL when he was suspended, and he said he actually thought four hundred runners would be better as wide receivers than hundred runners because of the endurance that was required. Because it's yeah. like you do this route, and then, especially yeah, now with how up tempo again. the offenses yeah. are. Yeah. So I, I would want to, see, and I remember when Adrian Peterson was talking about trying out for the Olympics. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that story. Yeah, that was a while ago. I think he mentioned it would be in the quarter. A lot of those guys have run good. Good 400, so I would do the 400. The combine is just the 40. And shuttle run, I don't need a shuttle run. I'm not going to bench press. I'm not going to do that stuff. The jab is interesting, though. The technique is so difficult to figure out. Okay, if we're not going to get a track meet, what they should do is they should invite like five or ten track athletes to the Pro Bowl games to compete in their skill challenges. Or... Devin Allen. Just one Devin Allen. Just one Devin Allen? <laughs> Not five trackers. Devin five Allen, track. he's still on the Eagles practice squad. He's already there, right? Yeah, he's on the practice squad. I've been refreshing, making sure he's still active. <laughs> My Eagles, man, 3-0. What if Devin Allen does win the Super Bowl? Then he was right. And he right. gets like the game-winning like kickoff return. He, then he was right. What do you think would be a better feeling for Devin Allen? Winning the Super Bowl or winning worlds that he false started in? Winning the Super Bowl as a practice player or winning the Super Bowl where he gets the game-winning touchdown? Winning the Super Bowl oh. as, like, a practice player. Oh. But he's no. suited up. No. The, he's, got the, he's got the war paint on. He's, well, no, he's got then the, it's track. It's track. Yeah. The Super Bowl's cool. Uh, Beef West, what even is shuttle run? You know, they run, and they, they touch the line, and then you go back and touch the lines, back and forth and back and forth. C-Town fan, who wants to know if this is live, um, asks, what do you think of Kipchoge's world record? I think he just wants to make tests that were not taped. It's not a simulation. He's just throwing out questions. <laughs> there, there's your answer. It's the two and a half hour podcast. Yeah. That's our take. I'm out of Kipchoge takes. Uh, Tampa Eagle says RG3 was an elite foreign hurdler. Yeah, you can throw the hurdles in there too. Ted Ginn, really good high hurdler. But just that's... Is Ted Ginn even still in the league? No, I'm saying... I'm just saying there's a history of, of this happening. That guy's 37 years old. So is Kipchoge. That's, I'm gonna say that from now on <laughs> to everything. So is Kipchoge, and every year he gets older. I'm just gonna use the same. Forty thing. time was four two eight. Yeah. All right. All right. We're leaving it there. Uh, come back Wednesday. Gordon won't be here. No, just Friday. Friday. Sorry, okay. I won't be here. Yeah, Gordon won't be here. I'll be here on Friday. Let's just let's give him a preview. Cole, let's go ahead. Just one shot. Just me, straight into this camera. Oh, that camera right there. I saw it move. Just forty minutes. You look really short. I do. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, there uh, you go. Forty minutes straight to this camera. Oh, you moved. No, not that guy. <laughs> Cole having fun with this. This is all remote controlled, guys. Technology is insane. Um, we'll preview the London uh, field for the women, and then maybe I'll just do like Q and A. Yeah. Do we have emails? I have. Uh, we emails. did. We did get an email. One about your dunk. Okay. Is it positive or this negative? This is from Andrew. It's negative. I don't want to hear. Gordon, it. Kevin, I saw this in my inbox this morning. Immediately thought of Gordon. The highlight, quote, the results of the study were pretty straightforward. Squatting with bands improved vertical jumping performance more than squatting with straight weight. The difference was statistically significant for squat jump improvements, and then there's a bunch of math, but not quite statistically significant for counter movement jump improvements, a whole bunch of other math. Here's the full write-up, and he passed along a link. So I need to do strongerbyscience.com. Go check our inbox. He sends I'll the check link. check the inbox. But I need to do like squats with... Bands, 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 resistance bands, I guess, overweight. Squats with the resistance bands. I squat okay. with weight, which is, you know, where, why I am. Um... Oh, we got, oh man, we got another one here. This is a great take. Subject line, Kipchoge fears a tough course. I might save that one for 
Let's save that one for Friday. Take. That is hot. That's why he's not going to Boston or New York. Uh, stay. How tall are you? I'm six foot. Gordon's six two. Three. Mm. Bro. Uh oh! Don't stand up. It's gonna look weird. I am. You can't move very tall well. Tall man. Look at that. That's tall. That's people can't. See, you can't even see my head. Look, you can't even see. You can't even see how t- I'm so tall. You can't even see. All right. Let's end the pod. This is the first of many in the studio. Ended really well. Thanks to this Gooder good. for sponsoring us. Yes, Gooder. Thank you. Put the glasses back on. G O O D R. Run Gooder. G O O D R. Dot com. We will talk to you guys on, or I will talk to you guys on Friday. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks everybody for watching live. We'll see you next time. Peace.